Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey, everybody. Gayla here, and you are listening to episode 37 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. This is the second episode in the Cringeworthy Phrases series. So if you missed the first installment, make sure to give it a listen. I think you'll agree it's a doozy. Back again to help us unpack the trite and overused things people are saying these days is Charles Alexander, the director of the Tennessee Small Business Development Center at Volunteer State Community College here in Gallatin, Tennessee. Charles is an entrepreneur in his own right, and when I asked him about doing an episode on words he hated, well, he came up with so many phrases that we needed overflow episodes to cover them all. So this is the second installment in what is a three-episode series. This time, we talk about cringeworthy phrases that are trending these days, including what they are, who uses them, and how too much reliance on these terms can impact your credibility as a business owner or a marketer. Let's listen in. Hello, Charles. Hello. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. I I I think Charles you are one of my favorite guests because we always have a really good time here and this episode which is the second in our three-part series covering cringeworthy phrases promises to be just as hilarious. So let's That's a get lot of pressure. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Let's start off with a little info about you. You are a frequent guest on this podcast, but I want to make sure that people who are listening for the first time know who you are and what you do. So tell us about that. Super simple. I have a full-time job as a small business coach, consultant, whatever you want to call me at the local small business development center. Make sure to reach out to your local SBDC where you are located Uh, You can get free one-on-one business coaching and low-cost or sometimes even free workshop training on a variety of small business topics. Uh, And then my uh, full-time job, uh, my full-time hustle, as we're going to make fun of here in a minute. Either way, my full-time business that I also own, uh, yourcharlesalexander.com. I create explainer videos for busy professionals, 90-second animations to help you tell a story in a clear and concise manner. Excellent, excellent. All right, let's just dive right into uh, today's episode. So again, this is the second in a three-part series called Cringe-Worthy Phrases. And today we're going to focus on five trendy phrases that you really hate. So let's just dive in. Number one, Pivot and disruption. So what's so <laughs> offensive about that? 
pivot. <laughs> Look, nothing's wrong with a little pivoting. Pivoting, pivoting's always been around. Did you, I should have asked you this before. Do you ever watch Friends? Oh yeah. Every time I hear the word pivot, I uh, picture Ross in the uh, stairwell with a couch. Pivot, pivot. <laughs> He's trying to get the couch around, uh-huh. and it just rings through my uh, subconscious. But nobody ever hears it but me. Anyways, pivot. Nothing wrong with pivot in general. Unfortunately, when COVID came along, you know, when pivot gets into your uh, mother-in-law's vocabulary, it's it got too far. Uh, <laughs> that's the term that we kept telling people over and over. You're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to, and it becomes tone deaf after a while. Well, I'm we we're so yeah we're 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 a restaurant, but we've recently pivoted, and now we're you know food delivery, and people will take this to, almost to anything. We were. We were a website company, but we've recently pivoted and now we, you know, we're landscapers. That's not a pivot. You just, you quit (laughs) one thing and you just started another. Uh, And then in disruption, disruption was fine when it was disruption. Airbnb, that's disruption. Uh, You uh, offering a sweet relish on a hot dog versus a regular relish, not, you're not a disruptor. You just ran out of a dill pickle relish. (laughs) And dis- disruptor and disruption, it, it fits for the people that are doing it. If you're at a local level and you just made a little pivot, you're is not disrupting anything. You just, you know, maybe you came up with a fun way to do something else. Yeah. Well, I like to think of these in terms of like, what are the what are the synonyms here? You know, pivot, the synonym is doing something else. Yeah. You made a change. Cool. You're an entrepreneur. Guess what we're doing every day? Changing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, life is one big, long pivot, right? Right. Disruption. I mean, if you've got something or if you're somebody and you're doing something in a completely new way or offering something totally new, then yeah, I think you can own that term. But most people shouldn't really be using it. All right. Let's yeah. go to the next, the next set. These are, it's not just one term. It's a set. No. So the next, grit, grind, and hustle. What about that? Oh, I'm going to grit, grind, hustle, work my face off, no no Fridays off, uh, 24-7 entrepreneur. I get, so what I'm talking about, let's say a brand new entrepreneur, new, new small business owner, I do explain to them that the 70 to 80 hour work week might be a little more regular than they thought in the first few years. But somebody who is wearing that, uh, you know, super uh, hipster hat of with the grit, and the gr- hashtag grit, hashtag grind, hashtag hustle, all day hustle. You're bragging about not having a business that can run itself yet. You're bragging about being the only one that's allowed to do anything just yet. You, Grit, grind, and hustle for a short period of time. And then if you can't scale and delegate, you've screwed up. Yeah, that that's like hashtag don't have a life. And and people and yeah, I mean at, and and I I was gonna say I apologize. I guess I already went too far. So I guess I don't apologize. But yeah, I, I mean there's so many podcasts that you will be out there competing against that have slapped these three words uh in there a, a little bit. Even the word side hustle, I was using it for a while and then Gosh, the term side hustle has is, is been so used and abused, you know. But either way, grit, grind, hustle, hipster language, that's fine, but they, 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 they got overused. 
Mm-hmm. Well, to me, grit is something that's in your shoe and you can't get out, or it's, <laughs> it's what's in your uh, in your bathing suit after a day at the beach. Grind is what I have to adjust for my espresso machine, and hustle is a disco dance that I was too young to actually do in the seventies. So, okay, disco dance. All right, next, the zone of genius. What is objectionable about that? I recently. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even realize it was a thing until about five years ago. I, I think the book was the a Big Leap, Great Leap. Oh, I should have Googled that uh, before I hopped on here. But a fantastic book about same thing as everybody else tells you. Find the two, three things you're really good at. Focus on those only and basically stop doing everything else. But it was called The Zone of Genius. Oh, genius? You mean like Albert Einstein? No, no, no. You got to go look at the textbook definition of genius. Genius can mean all these other things that, you know, by Webster's, you know, account, fine. It, it can be your focus, your your flow state, whatever. But zone of genius just it sounds so uh, precocious, so important. My zone of genius. Mm-hmm. My zone of genius is coaching, which really just means I don't want to do all the other crap that goes along with it. And I don't blame you. That, that should be your entire focus is getting rid of all the smaller tasks that somebody else could do or just doesn't need to be done. But just say that's what you like to focus on. Zone of genius. Uh, there's only a few geniuses out there. And if you're trying to re revamp the word genius, then, you know, it's, it's cool. We have a ton of other words. You don't need to hijack that one. Mm-hmm. All right, next on the list, your why. Oh, I get in trouble for that one. Okay, let's hear it. Well, <laughs> you should, look, know what your why is, what your mission, your vision, your, you know, the thing that drives you. You need that. If your only goal as your feet hit the ground each morning is to just try to make a little money and stay uh, your head above water, you're going to lose steam. I get it. But most of our whys at this point are very similar. Most of us want the freedom to do what we want, when we want, and help a few people along the way. Very few whys have I come across that don't fit into that. But we get really hung up into your why or asking why behind every single move you make. Well, I'd like to offer 120-second videos versus 90-second. Well, why? Well, because I've had several people tell me they want longer videos. Why? Well, I guess their clients are getting longer, you know, attention spans. Why? By the time you get to the end of it, I don't know, you're trying to solve like some, you know, childhood trauma caused uh, by a kid at the playground. I don't know. They just, because they need, that's it. Why only reaches so far, we're done. Well, I'll tell you, when you were going through that little litany there, it reminded me of my almost five-year-old grandson who is always asking why. And so his why is why. That's right. His his why makes a ton of sense. He should be asking why. If I tell a friend I want to pay my house off and they they respond with why? Oh, because you idiot, I don't like house payments. But why? What what's your reason behind that? Like, no, dude, that's it. That's we're done. I, I, it can only go so far on some occasions. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's only so much uh, hidden meaning that we can pack into uh, wanting to pay off your house. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, the next one. This is another three pack here, a little trifecta of triteness wizard, ninja, and guru. Talk about those. Your five year old grandson can be a wizard, a ninja, or even a guru. Uh, <laughs> but the 55 year old boomer consultant whose website looks like it was designed for Netscape 1.0, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm seeing, I've seen way too many on LinkedIn that if you suddenly decide you have a niche in, I don't know, uh, a Google review guru or the LinkedIn ninja or the, oh, I don't know, the, the, the podcast guest wizard. It's just, <laughs> there's only so many wizards and ninjas and gurus that can be readily available. I mean, this isn't, we're not, you know, doing Harry Potter here. We're just trying to make a living. If you want to be an expert, well, I guess you can call yourself an expert. But suddenly being a ninja, uh, that ninjas throw, you know, they, they throw a, a little little silver stars at people and, and do, you know, martial arts. You're, you're doing none of those things. You're, you're helping people get found online. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's so interesting to me is that all of these phrases that we're talking about in this episode and the ones we talked about in the last episode and the one to come, I think are all the result of people trying to differentiate themselves with language. Somebody comes up with something that's kind of clever for about 30 seconds, and then it gets picked up and then pounded into the ground, and then it just starts being meaningless. There's nothing more ironic when I go to somebody's site who has called themselves a disruptor and they're, they know their why and they're a ninja. And then you go to their website and it looks like the previous ninja, the guru's website and the wizard's website. Everything is just this stark, I don't know, gray. And they're always looking off to the side and never at the actual picture themselves. And their, their bio reads like it was written by, uh, you know, a, a famous author somewhere. It, if everybody's doing it, it's not different. Yeah, especially if uh, their website looks like, you know, what, 1998 called and they want their website back. Screen beans weren't cool when they were cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Charles, where do you typically hear these phrases the most? Are there any groups of people that tend to be repeat offenders? Now, you don't have to name any names here, just generally speaking. <laughs> Uh, now, I won't name names, but <clears throat> this is more, uh, I don't know, it's more Silicon Valley type stuff. I honestly don't get a lot of from the Main Street style businesses that I get to work with on a regular basis. You know, your local financial advisor, car dealer, uh, florist uh, isn't using a lot of these. These trend uh, millennial style or people that watch too much Shark Tank. Uh, I, I use the word hipster. Uh, a little bit. You'll get this way more, let's say, a little south of us in um, in <laughs> Nashville and a lot of the different uh, uh, little pockets where people are trying to raise money. This is like uh, uh, investor wannabe language right here. Uh, but when I see somebody that's doing it more of in a Main Street style, try to take you know take a little notice, and then you figure out very quickly they just copying and pasting what they saw on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, Charles, it's time for our key takeaway. In okay. part one, you talked about the risks people take when they rely too much on cringeworthy communication phrases like, please advise, I'm confused, and all those, and check out the first episode to hear all those. But when people overuse these trendy phrases that you just talked about here, what are some of the unintended conclusions people might draw? And what advice do you have for business owners and people in charge of marketing. You already stated it. They become uh, another also-ran type of business. If they're using it, most likely your competition is using it. And if you sound like the competition, then the customer doesn't know who to pick anymore. 
So find different phrases. Make up your own if you really want to be unique and truly different. If you're uh, trying to go for authentic, which did not make our list and is dangerously close to do it. If you want to be authentic, (laughs) speak like you would normally speak or speak like your customers would speak. If your customers speak like this, you know, I guess you're screwed. I guess this is what you're doing now, but you still have to differentiate yourself from the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think it all comes down to to being able to differentiate in a way that is not trite, overused, and cringeworthy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> all right, Charles, thank you so much for, for um, helping uh, our listeners understand what not to say. Well, you're in your zone of genius, uh, <laughs> Kayla. Oh, and you are definitely the podcast wizard. Oh, my. I wanted to be a guru. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Charles. See ya. Are you having trouble coming up with content for your website? Your troubles are over. The Website Content Quick Start Course delivers exactly what you need to create a content plan for a simple website. It's fast. It's easy. And it works. All for just $99. The Website Content Quick Start Course. Great content is closer than you think. Learn more at CrashCourseMarketingAcademy.com. Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at CrashCourseMarketingAcademy.com. The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then, 